Hey talkers, welcome to Keep Talking Podcast. Keep Talking is the best platform for you to reach an advanced level of English by practicing every day and also connect with a global community. This podcast is a mix of our Instagram lives and IGTV videos, along with other recorded content. Sometimes we just give tips on how to improve your English, and other times we talk about a wide variety of topics, sometimes with special guests. Most of the episodes are in English, some are a mix of English and Spanish, and in a few we only speak Spanish. I hope you enjoy, and remember to follow us on Instagram at keeptalkingco, or check out our website, keeptalking.co, to join our community and learn more about how we can help you. What's up, talkers? We are live. It's another spontaneous live that is going to be a podcast episode as well. Today, I'm going to be talking about some key terminology, key vocabulary for job interviews in English. Entonces, vocabulario para entrevistas de trabajo en inglés. And like I said, this is going to be an Instagram live and a podcast episode. I hope that we have a decent number of people joining us today. We've got our first person who joined. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you. Gracias por estar aquí. Today, we are talking about key vocabulary in English for job interviews because we've had a lot of people request this. So in today's episode, I'm going to be talking kind of in a mix of English and Spanish. Una mezcla de inglés y español, sí. I'm going to explain a little bit about the job interview process in English, some of the key terms that you should know, some of the questions that you should ask. I suppose it's mostly going to be focused on the key terms, el vocabulario clave para pues entrevistas de trabajo en inglés because this is obviously something that's super complicated, um, it can be challenging, it can be nerve-wracking, especially if English is not your first language. Job interviews are difficult enough as it is, even when you're speaking in your first language, but when you're speaking a second language, whew, que horror, it's even, it's even more difficult. So, today I've got about 30 terms, I didn't really count them all, right? Más o menos como 30 palabras, 30 Eh, terminos, because as we know in English, a lot of times it's not even really about words, it's about acronyms um, and all these complicated, all this jargon, right? Toda esa jerga, ese, ese lenguaje que se usa solamente en campos específicos, uh, y bueno. So I'll go ahead and get started here, and as we have people joining us, we may have a couple of questions as well in the live, but basically, when you go try to get a job, where you're required to speak English, or you have to speak English during your job interviews, right? So the first thing that you're going to do is oftentimes be in contact with a recruiter, a recruiter, un reclutador. I believe that's the best way to say it in Spanish. Ni sé, verdad, si ustedes dicen reclutador mucho, pero la persona que trata de, que busca personas para llenar cierto puesto, ¿sí? So the recruiter is someone who's looking to find candidates, job candidates for the position. The position is el puesto de trabajo, right? And so the recruiter might be someone who works with the company you're applying for, or they might be someone from outside. They might be someone from a staffing agency. A staffing agency is basically una agencia de empleo, ¿sí? And the staff, the reason they call it staffing is because staff is the word for personal, personal de trabajo. So you might talk to someone from a staffing agency. The recruiter might be from a staffing agency. So you will speak with the recruiter. You will often give the recruiter your resume. Resume is the term we typically use to say CV. Internationally, the word 
uh, the, the term CV is used more often, curriculum, curriculum vitae. I don't even know how to pronounce it correctly, right? Tu curriculum, ¿verdad? Typically in the U.S. anyway, we say resume. So you're going to give your resume to the recruiter or to the staffing agency to see if you can get hired or at least get an interview, right? So then typically you're going to talk to someone or be interviewed by someone from HR. And HR is human resources, recursos humanos. You might also speak with a hiring manager, right? The hiring manager is like el gerente o la gerente de contratación, right? So talk to HR, human resources, and you talk to the hiring manager. And you can see I'm looking on my sheet here. I've got all these terms. Now, you'll probably schedule an interview and you'll be asked a lot of challenging questions. Some of them you will be able to prepare for, some of them will you not, you will not, etc., etc. We all know how interviews are, right? Entrevistas son muy divertidas, ¿verdad? I'm joking. Um, you'll be asked about your strengths and weaknesses, right? ¿Cuáles son tus fortalezas? ¿Fortalezas? Así se dice. Tus puntos fuertes. And then also your weaknesses. Tus puntos un poco más débiles. No sé. You'll be asked about your strength and, strengths and weaknesses, your past experience. They will probably have like five or ten other random questions for you. Like I said, we all know how interviews go. They're very challenging. But during this process, you can also ask about some of the key terms related to the job. So first, you'll want to ask, what type of position is this, right? ¿Qué tipo de puesto es eso? Is this an entry-level position? Entry-level. So entry-level is kind of like... Basically, it would be the first time you've done a job like this. You don't have any experience. No tienes ninguna experiencia en este tipo de trabajo. You'd be an entry-level worker, right? And of course, an entry-level job would probably have less pay and less responsibilities than a more senior-level position. You also have things like internships, basically un internado. I think there's a couple different words in Spanish for internship, but like a pasantía, prácticas, un internado, internship. And internships can either be paid or unpaid. So you have internships, you have entry-level positions. Then after that, you might have what we would call like associate positions or more of a mid-level position, which is a little bit higher than an, uh, than an entry-level position. Then after that, you have things like senior. It's kind of weird because they say the word senior just to mean that you have a lot of experience. Senior significa que tienes mucha experiencia. See, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're old or something like that because they're calling you senior. But a senior position means that you have a lot of experience doing something. Maybe five, ten years of experience, etc., etc. Then after that, you have things like a director position, como un gerente. And obviously, for one of those positions, you would have like, you know, 10 years of experience, etc., etc. And then after that, you have executive positions. So that's kind of the way it goes. Internship, which may or may not be paid. Entry level, associate, mid-level, senior position, director position, and an executive position, right? So, va a ser muy importante que preguntas y muchas veces puede, puedes ver en la descripción del trabajo qué tipo de puesto es, para qué tipo de experiencia eh, busca, ¿verdad? And so you want to get a job that fits your level of experience. Now, you'll also want to ask what type of job this is. And typically it will say in the job description as well, is it a full-time job, tiempo completo, or a part-time job, tiempo parcial? 
You might also find contract positions, puestos de contrato, where you're not an official employee of the company, you are just contract, you have a contract with them, or a freelancer, which kind of means the same thing. O sea, trabajas de manera independiente y no eres un empleado o empleada oficial de la compañía. So, contractor, freelance, etc., etc., and we talked about internships as well. Now, maybe a little later on, it's probably not the best thing to ask right away, but you'll want to ask about money, dinero. Of course, you're going to want to ask about that. Now, typically, the way that we say uh, money, cuánto dinero vas a ganar, how much money are you going to make, you, we use words like salary. Salary or salario, of course, is the main word used to describe it. Sometimes you will hear people say wages, wages. And many of you have probably heard minimum wage before, como el salario mínimo, right? So the minimum wage, I don't even know what it is right now. It's somewhere around eight or ten dollars in the United States. In some states, they're actually, uh, I believe they're trying to raise it to like $15 an hour for minimum wage. But anyway, the point is wages or salary are the words that you will hear uh, for salario, básicamente. So, you'll also want to know if it, is, if it is a salary position, a salaried position, or a, uh, an hourly position, right? Si te dan un salario anual, fijo, o si es un puesto que te pagan a la hora, ¿verdad? Y tienes que marcar tu tiempo, where you have to clock in and clock out. So if you have a salaried position, they're going to be paying you the same thing no matter what. You might work for 35 hours or you might work for 50 hours, but you're going to make the same wages, the same salary all the time, and they're going to pay you that fixed salary every two weeks or every 15 days or whatever it may be. If it's an hourly position, then you will punch the clock, as we say, vas a marcar tu tiempo, que llegaste, que saliste cada día, and they pay you based on the exact number of hours that you work. And this is very important. So you'll want to say, okay, is this an hourly position where I'm making maybe $20 an hour, right? $20 a la hora. Or is this a salaried position where I'm making maybe $50,000 per year? And that would be a pretty good salary in the U.S., for example. We might say $50,000. Sometimes we'll say 50K. They use the, just the letter K to mean like thousands, right? So 50K, if someone says they make 50K, that's $50,000, 50 mil dollars. So remember that. They'll also sometimes not even use the, you know, the thousand or the K or anything like that. Like if they say, what kind of salary are you looking for? Someone might respond by saying, mm, I'm hoping to make at least 55. Significa que yo espero tener un salario de por lo menos 55 mil. So just keep that in mind as well. So, okay, you might actually, you might also ask about overtime, tiempo extra, si te pagan más. A lot of companies will pay time and a half, time and a half, o sea, te pagan 50% más por las horas extras que trabajas, o sea, más allá de 40 horas a la semana. So you can ask about overtime. Is there overtime with this position? Um, is there no overtime? Will I be paid extra for overtime, etc., etc.? Um, we've kind of already talked about this, but a key word to keep in mind is income. Income. This is an ingreso. Ingreso. And we have gross income versus net income, right? So gross income is basically 
the total amount that you make before they take out taxes. Antes que te quiten los impuestos y las deducciones, etc., etc. That's the gross income. The net income, net income, son tus ingresos después de que los impuestos se quiten, etc., etc. So gross income versus net income. You'll also, of course, want to ask about your shift or your work shift. The shift is el turno de trabajo. So is it going to be a day shift? Do you have to work night shift sometimes or evening shift? Or is it a weekend shift every now and then? What are the core business hours? ¿Cuáles son las horas hábiles normales de este trabajo, right? Um, can you work remotely? ¿Puedes trabajar remotamente de casa? Can you work remotely or from anywhere? Or do you have to be in the office every day? Can you have a flexible schedule, un horario flexible? Can you set your own schedule? O sea, puedes determinar tu propio horario? Or do you have to be there specifically at the hours that they request during their core business hours, whether it's 8 a.m. to 4 p.m., 9 to 5, 9 to 6, muchas veces como de 9 a 8 en ciertas compañías, but you get the point. Um, you'll also hear people say, is it a white collar or a blue collar job? These are terms that we use in the U.S. So white collar, a white collar job, just typically means un trabajo que no es manual, un trabajo digamos en oficina, ¿sí? A blue collar job is more like manual labor, la trabajo manual, ¿verdad? Se de construcción o estás haciendo cosas con las manos, etc., etc. So white collar are office jobs and blue collar are jobs out of the office doing more manual labor, right? Um, you also want to ask about if you have to be on call, o sea, de guardia o disponible después de las horas del trabajo. A lot of times, depending on what you do, you might have to be on call, especially if you're like a doctor or something. You might be on call all, all night and you would have to answer the phone if someone calls in the middle of the night. Or even if you're just a manager at certain jobs, you might have to be on call when you're not working just in case one of your employees needs something. So for a lot of reasons, you might be on call, on call, which is de guardia o disponible siempre después de tus horas regulares del trabajo. Uh, you'll, of course, like I said, want to ask if it's a desk job or if you don't have to be at a desk all the time. Is it a corporate environment or a startup environment? So a corporate job typically in the U.S. is defined as a job where you work in a, an office building. It's mainly the same thing as like a desk job. And we also say the word corporate to mean like a large corporation, una organización grande, verdad, con muchos empleados. Usually in those environments, you're going to have a lot more strict rules that you have to follow. Um, it's usually very beneficial to work in one of those if you want a, a safe, a good salary, a stable income. But if you're looking for an environment where you maybe don't have as many rules to follow, you might be able to make a lot more money or you might risk not making a lot of money, you would try a startup company, a startup company. And that's more like un emprendimiento, ¿verdad? Una compañía pequeña con la potencial para crecer, ¿sí? Startup. Um, you might also ask about things like PTO. What is PTO? That's paid time off. O sea, básicamente vacaciones pagadas. See, PTO. Um, and so these are things that you can ask about during your interview process just to make sure you know what kind of job you're getting into. Now, obviously, you'll do a, probably multiple interviews, especially if it's, a, if it's a good job, right? You will stay in touch with the recruiter. You'd be crossing your fingers, hoping that you get the job, etc., etc. 
And then, hopefully, if you do get the job, you will get hired. Hired. That's the word we use to say contratado. Hired. They are going to hire you uh, by the hiring manager or the human resources department, etc., etc. Uh, or maybe just your boss. Tu, tu nuevo jefe te contratan, ¿verdad? Then after that, you will do onboarding. So onboarding is basically just integración de nuevos empleados, right? So you'll do the onboarding process where you have to sign all of the contract documents, etc., etc. You go in for your first day. You start your job training. You meet your coworkers, your coworkers, tus colegas de trabajo, etc., etc. You might even be lucky enough to meet the CEO of the company, el jefe ejecutivo. Um, they also, they have a lot of these acronyms, right? You have CEO, CFO, which is Chief Financial Officer, CIO, the Chief Information Officer, and CEO is the big one that's the Chief Executive Officer, el jefe ejecutivo de la empresa o de la compañía, ¿sí? So, then you'll start your job. And really, that's all I had for today because I wanted to get you guys through the process of finding a job. Maybe later, once we've we found the job, we can do another episode where we talk about uh, some more vocabulary related to once you've gotten your job. How do I complain to my boss about how bad this job sucks? No. Anyway, um, just joking, kind of. But thank you guys so much for being here today. Like I said, if you're just joining us, this will be available via IGTV and will be available via podcast as well. So went over about 30 terms related to job interviews in English, como 30 palabras más o menos relacionadas a entrevistas de trabajo en inglés. Va a ser disponible en IGTV y por nuestro podcast mañana. Entonces, nos vemos, talkers. Y gracias, muchas gracias por su participación. Remember to keep talking. All right. Thanks for listening, talkers. Remember that Keep Talking is the best platform for you to reach an advanced level of English fluency and connect with a global community. Remember to follow us on Instagram at keeptalkingco and check out our website, keeptalking.co, to join our community and